Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Light up the sky. And that's going up against... Hurt. Aw, some very meaningful songs here. Um, One's quite uplifting and one's a lot more deep, but very, very meaningful and resonates a lot with me in terms of subject matter. Um, So, yeah. We're going to get deep here. Let's first start talking about Light Up the Sky. So this is um, one of three bonus tracks um, to appear um, as released on the deluxe version of Lotus, which was released in 2012. Um, And this appears as track number 14 on the deluxe version track list, which sort of opens the deluxe portion of the album. The song was written by Christina, Alex DeKid and Candice Pillay and it was produced by Alex DeKid with additional vocal production by Christina and Candice Pillay. Um, so this song is quite an uplifting one, um, you know, saying that Christina and her listener are so powerful and strong and, you know, that we are both the stars in the sky, we've got wings, we can fly, um, the, our spirits are so high, they have been uplifted, um, you know, literally into the sky into the atmosphere you know our power is that strong that we um light up the sky um with the light that we emit we are the glowing queens of the sky (laughs) um so essentially it is a song that is meant to be very uplifting and very um sort of uh you know looking at looking ourselves within and um making ourselves feel strong and making ourselves um the strongest that we can be so strong that we are we are literally above everything we're stratospheric we're atmospheric um all about going into space (laughs) um so in terms of sound um it almost is a stripped back piano ballad uh, when it comes to the verses and then we get this build up and it turns into this sort of mid-tempo r&b um and you know in terms of the build-up and the production we've got some echo on the vocals here and these sort of electronic sound effects and distorted drums um sort of in the pre-chorus and chorus uh, which also boom through the middle eight and the bridge um this song, there's been quite a lot of controversy um, on the production of the song, um, especially amongst fans, um, in terms of the way that it sounds. Um, you know, I think purposefully there's been a lot of distortion added to the instrumental. I mean, I think purposefully, you know, it could be intentionally done or it just could be that that is the way that it sounds um, because of the mastering issues uh, when it comes to sort of finalising the album. Um, when an album goes through its stages of, um, you know, being recorded, um, once all the tracks are assembled together, it gets sent off to what's called a mastering studio. Um, and this is where there is somebody there um, who 
basically sits through the track and looks through all the different layers and all the frequencies and you know all the different um, equalizers compressions and just sort of ties it all up together so it sounds um, at its absolute best um, and you know there's a view here that, um, that 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 could be an issue here and that's the reason why the the sort of the song sounds so distorted in terms of its instrumental um it could be been that there's a mastering issue here um you know there's a view that the song itself is very very great in terms of its melody um and you know sort of its feel um but it's almost very let down with the production um as it can be quite distracting at times um for me i think there's a part in the second verse um that almost sounds like and i'm going to throw it back here a little bit but it almost sounds like a bit of like the background interference that you can get if you're on a skype call um you won't be able to hear it now now if you hear the song again but you can sort of hear it in the background and because of the way that it's sort of rhythmically placed in the back and it's not really following the rhythm of the sort of piano ballady format of the verse that we have um it, it sort of does throw you off a little bit um i can see the drums you know being distorted that sort of adds to the song itself um but it's almost like someone's put the volume up at 120% on all the different layers of the song um, and sometimes it works and then sometimes um, like I said in the verses especially that second verse it almost sounds quite off-putting and um, just sort of makes you sort of sit up and be a bit like hmm this doesn't seem quite right Um, don't know why that is it would be great to hear why that is uh, the case because um, yeah, a lot of fans do seem to think that this song does suffer from its mastering issues. Um, I mean, there is a very, very big online debate in the audiophile world about something called Loudness Wars, um, which is this um, in trend that's been happening sort of since the mid-50s um, where it comes to music, where um, where it's done with the mastering levels, um, the sort of different levels of audio, um, uh, which has been increasing um, the volume of it which in turn decreases the fidelity um, so according to critics this actually reduces the enjoyment of listening to the track um, so in you know of course music becoming a lot more digital now um, producers have been sort of using techniques such as dynamic range compression which can result in a very audible distortion and um, which therefore sacrifices sound quality for loudness and um, light up the sky is probably the track on lotus that is the worst for this um you know if there was some better rejigging with the mastering i guess it wouldn't sound so abrasive if that makes sense you know not that i'm going against anything you know in terms of the song itself it's very lovely in terms of the melody and the message that it stands for it's great um but yeah i i have to agree i think maybe a couple of little slips on the mastering there um no idea why be nice to hear an answer at some point <laughs> which we probably will never get as we know in Christina world um but um it's one of those ones where you know great 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 song um but yeah there are those moments in the instrumental that are just slightly distracting um but of course I do have a favorite part as we've been looking at favorite parts and favorite lyrics for pretty much every song um in track battle um so I really like the verses um you know how lovely and stripped back they sound um and I think 
the song may have been probably more effective and probably more likely to be on the original track list if sort of the whole song was like that like a full-on ballad it would have been very very cute um and i think it would have been a lot more meaningful as well in terms of the song because uh, i think it works very very well in, in in that respect um favorite lyric we could be kings you and i wipe away the tears from our eyes i like the wipe away uh, the tears it's you know sort of saying and and we've spoken about this um where where it comes to lotus before on this podcast um and we've actually said that um the the album itself is more about embracing the emotions that you go through be it good be it bad happy sad bitter anger resentment um and and here it's sort of saying yes you've embraced the hurt you've embraced the pain the emotional trauma that you've been through now you can let it make you stronger as a person you can sort of wipe away those tears now you can own that narrative uh, and then you can run your own life like a king um and I like the, the use of king here, you know, of course, king being a, a man and queen being a woman. Um, you know, I like how it sort of flips it on its head here in the way that you expect, um, you know, expect the right terminology to be used here as queen, of course, you know, being being that it's a woman singing. But the fact that we flipped it on its head and, and use the word king, it's like, OK, there is no gender norms. There's no none of that. It's um, you're allowed to be a king. You're allowed to be a king if you are, no matter what, um, you know, no matter what biological gender you are. Um, and um, I like that. I really like how it's sort of flipped that on its head. Um, so Light Up the Sky was actually used as part of the promotion for the World Food Programme. Um, so this is a brand of the um, sort of a branch of the United Nations um, and it's the world's largest humanitarian organisation. And Christina has done a lot of work for them as an ambassador for the World Food Programme and also the Yum Brands, um, which is where um, the World Food Programme were teaming up with sort of big fast food restaurants um, in the uh, sort of aim to combat world hunger and the world hunger crisis, um, especially in third world countries and Christina has done some absolutely amazing humanitarian work with this organisation. She's visited and helped out uh, World, Fo World Food Programme operations in places like Guatemala, Haiti, Rwanda, um, Ecuador. Of course, we know Christina is half Ecuadorian from her father's side. So it's so amazing to see that she has been out there um, and has helped and, you know, gone to these communities and seeing how, um, you know, hunger's affecting these communities directly and how, um, you know, big, big sort of um, organisations like um, World Food Programme are helping out, um, you know, by providing meals and by providing, um, you know, sort of resources for these places to grow their own food. And, um, you know, Light Up the Sky was used as part of the sort of television commercial campaign um, for this in America, where it was showcasing some of the World Food Programme's organisational work uh, and also Christina's work as well. Um, and, there's so much stuff on YouTube, you know, watching the videos of her out there, especially in like Haiti and Rwanda. And um, it's just amazing that as her platform, she can do something like that and she can use her voice for the people that have no voice. Um, you know, she was saying that, you know, she was going out to these places and, and giving food to these young children. You know, they may not know who she is uh, because, you know, they don't have this sort of stuff there. Um, but um, th these these wonderful children they were so grateful that somebody was there and volunteering and giving up their time to to give food and 
you know, something I would love to do if I was ever in a situation where I was had that platform and had the opportunity to do it. I definitely would. Uh, I think it's absolutely amazing that that Christina has done something like this. We we know here that we stand a giving queen, and um, I love it. Absolutely love it. So that's a light at the sky. Let's move on to talking about the song that is up against, which is Hurt. So Hurt, um, I mean, where do we begin? This is one of Christina's very well-known ballads. Um, This was the second single released from Back to Basics in 2006. Track number six on the second disc of the double disc album. Uh, Of course, as we know, the second disc is the more authentic throwback sound of the two discs. The song was written by Christina, Linda Perry and Mark Ronson. And it was produced by Linda Perry, um, very much like all the other tracks on the second disc of the album. So the song was released as a single. It peaked at number 19 in the US and number 11 in the UK. Um, Hurt actually was not initially planned to be released as the follow-up to the first single, of course, which was Ain't No Other Man. Uh, And instead, Candyman was sort of taken into consideration by Christina. But the label uh, decided to release Hurt and push Hurt as the album's second single um, shortly afterwards because the label thought that it would be very much a commercial success, uh, similar to to the one-two release um, of Dirty and Beautiful as was released from Stripped and how they did very well there. So I think they were sort of emulating the success there where we've got punchy lead single, up-tempo, second single being um, a ballad. Of course, Candyman was released as the third single, as we know. Um, but, you know, Hurt was released is as the second single just in time for the winter and in time for the holidays. Um, so Hurt itself, um, the song describes um, how sort of the protagonist deals with the loss of a love one um and the song was actually inspired by um the death of linda perry's father um which is a very sort of touching subject for linda perry and also for christina as well having that strained relationship with her father um you know sort of during the sessions that she did with linda for back to basics um christina wanted to record a song um about sort of the pain of losing a loved one and she asked linda perry for help in terms of writing something um, you know, of course, Christina and Linda have got a great working relationship. Uh, they started that where it started out on Stripped and sort of culminated in a great working relationship as they've worked with each other on many of Christina's albums since. Um, but Linda sort of developed the idea while thinking about her father who had died, um, you know, less than a year previous to Christina and Linda working together on the Back to Basics sessions. And, um, you know, Linda actually revealed in an interview that, um, you know, Christina came to me, had these sort of two chords uh, that her and Mark Ronson had already written. Um, As we know, we spoke about this in um, a previous episode. Um, I think it was when we were talking about Welcome. Uh, Mark Ronson had sent over a lot of stuff to Christina but there was this sort of circusy demo where there was chords and piano chords written there and um they they sort of took elements of um this sort of demo and it ended up being um used for hurt and also for welcome um and uh, so yeah going back to what Linda was saying she was saying that she sort of really liked uh, Christina really liked these chords can you turn this into a song um and she wants the song about losing someone and um, Linda has sort of responded quite well to that inside of me. She said, I'm going, you effing little bee, um, you totally know I lost my dad and now you're going to melt my emotions. But, you know, they've got a great working relationship together. As we know, Linda has sort of drawn um, a lot of things out of Christina's dark places to 
um, culminate into some amazing art, and um, they I sort of they've helped each other there, which is great. Um, and so the style of this song um, has ended up being this very gorgeous yet haunting piano ballad, very very big orchestral section. You know we can hear bass, cello, contrabass, drums, guitar, piano, viola, violin. Um, all of those instruments are in there for good measure. Um, and uh, you know this this song um is very much like you know the piano line has this sort of haunted haunting circus vibe to it as well which sort of reflects a lot of the theme of the second album uh, second disc of back to basics being sort of this throwback vibe with a lot of circus elements in there um when the album came out a lot of the critics and a lot of the reviewers said that her was the centerpiece of the second disc um you know sort of it's a standout ballad um of christina's and you know we know it's one of her one of her very well-known ballads looking back at her discography um of course, as it was performed, uh, as it was released as a single, it was performed quite a few times live. Um, she performed this at, at very memorably at the MTV VMAs in 2006. Very classy performance uh, where she's wearing this lovely red dress. Um, she's also pr- uh, promoted it on Saturday Night Live, um, Christmas TV special on NBC later that year. Uh, it was very much a staple on the Back to Basics tour. Um, uh, where it was part of the circus section um roberta cavalli uh, has done a lot of the outfits for the tour um uh, so she's wearing this lovely sort of feathered like gown um and she's sitting down on a sort of a circus um sort of big top uh, like platform thing and this giant crescent moon descends from the ceiling interesting fact about that moon that eventually was used as the centerpiece for max's nursery when he was born so yeah nice to use that tour uh, tour set pieces um but yeah i mean there's been a lot more fan demand for christina to do this song live you know it's not been performed as much being that it has you know been released as a single so it's not been performed as much in comparison to that um i mean i i guess that's because you know this song is very technically difficult to sing um and but it's also very very downbeat as well i think you know when christina does perform the hits it is all about performing the ones that you know that people know but also can dance around to and and um and that sort of thing um but um you know a lot of fans were hoping that she would have done this with the um concert she did um coming out of the pandemic um with the la philharmonic orchestra at the hollywood bowl in 2021 you know given how orchestra heavy this song is but alas we can't always have everything um of course we've got to talk about the music video for hurt here um absolutely amazing the music video was directed by floria sigismondi and it was co-directed by christina um so this video sees christina and floria reuniting after she directed the video for fighter in 2003 off the stripped album i have to say fighter and hurt for me are two of my favorite christina videos in terms of the art direction and how quirky both of them are um you know they've got some great cinematography in there and floria is an amazing director i love that sort of dark vibe that she sort of brings to her music videos um and and how that's sort of injected into sort of a mainstream pop format uh, i mean i can't put it into words how amazing it is it's absolutely brilliant um the concept of the video is very sort of old school circus 20s 30s vibe really throwing it back very much like the album um it starts with a black and white intro of a carnival barker which is um uh, voiced by linda and um you know we've got the ending uh, instrumental of enter the circus slash welcome in the background and then when her starts we see christina as sort of the star of 
of the circus uh, troupe where she receives a telegram informing her on the passing of her father uh, and so then the video goes on to exploring their relationship through flashbacks to when she was younger um, showing her to be you know completely raptured by the sight of a tightrope walker and then her father encouraging her to sort of follow her dream and follow her art and train up to be a circus performer uh, and then when Christina receives the telegram she's so sort of upset and breaks down crying uh, because um, you know we see through the flashbacks she hasn't always given her father the time of day and she's very much regretful of that um so yeah very very touching video um i like the running theme of the elephants though you know we see it in some of the single cover artwork uh, but then also very much through the video there's sort of a big scene where christina descends onto the elephant and um you know we also see her her dad give her an elephant necklace um, when she's young and then she gets that necklace out again when she receives a telegram and she's grieving for him um but yeah it's uh, absolutely fantastic um some amazing amazing shots in this video you know especially when we see christina descend from you know the big top roof onto an elephant so much confetti um like you know i can't even begin to explain how amazing the cinematography is um there's these amazing collage sections after the first chorus and also in the second chorus leading up to the bridge Um, what i mean by that is this sort of series of very fast-paced shots with christina almost spinning and with you know, with grief trying to process the news she's received and then we've got all these um bits thrown in from the it just perfectly encompasses the emotions and oh, I just absolutely love it. Um, fun fact, during the first day of filming, the tent where the video was shot was sort of blown away because of strong wind which resulted in a delay in shooting and uh, they had to change the location of shooting. So yeah, difficult video shoot there. Um, let's talk about favourite parts and favourite lyrics. Uh, my favourite part, I actually really, really like the outro. It's very vulnerable and it's very haunting. You know, almost after the massive climax the song reaches in the last minute or so, that piano when it just comes in is it's just so haunting and it's just so beautiful. And then, you know, you get a vo few voice cracks from Christina's voice um, and it just sounds, you know, all together, it just sounds absolutely brilliant. It, 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 you just after the sort of climax that the song reaches and then it sort of gets gets to this quiet vulnerable moment you just sort of listen in in awe and it's it sounds amazing um my favorite lyric um would you tell me i was wrong would you help me understand are you looking down upon me are you proud of who i am there's nothing i wouldn't do to have just one more chance to look into your eyes and see you looking back I mean, it just makes me emotional even reading those words. If, if, if ever you've gone through loss, uh, which I have, um, you know, those words just speak absolute volumes. It's so hard to convey emotions like that in songs sometimes. And, and when you can, um, and it's very so successfully done here, so hats off to Christina and Linda songwriting here. It's um, it's like gold dust. And, um, you know, I can't, I sort of can't really sort of embellish on that further. It's just absolutely amazing. I definitely think this is one of the most stunning studio vocal performances of Christina's. It's songs like this that cement her legacy as sort of one of the best vocals in pop music oh, and just music in general. Uh, absolutely stunning. So we've heard about Light at the Sky and we've heard about Hurt, but there can only be one winner. So let's get that drum roll, please. And the winner is Hurt. Congratulations to Hurt. Um, I mean, it very much had to win here. It's stunning, haunting, dark yet comforting, vocally amazing. I mean, need I say more? Light up the sky, great, great melody. Um, just slightly let down by its production here. 
um but her is just absolutely beautiful and of course had to be the winner so congratulations to her um next episode it is a debut face-off baby tina is coming back to the battle arena so join us again thank you so much for listening that is it for today's show if you like the show please be sure to subscribe leave comments i love listening and reading to all of your lovely comments that you send um makes me very very happy um so yeah please let me know what you think check us out on instagram and twitter hit me up there uh, let me know what you think as well at xdina track battle send me your thoughts and let me know if you would have picked a different winner and why and that sort of thing um i love to read them and i love to sort of interact with you all which is great um so that is it and thank you so much again for listening peace out (laughs) 